Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean, and we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies, and after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. Yeah, we got the opportunity to review this inventive new film, Moon Garden. Sean, what's Moon Garden about? Well, Moon Garden follows Emma, um, a young girl who, in midst of her parents fighting, ends up falling down the stairs and into a coma, where she is thrust into the darkness of her imagination, and she, she has to follow her mother and father's voices back to reality, while this creepy, creepy, creepy entity... It's so scary. The best way to call it. <laughs> with, like chatterer teeth like a like a centibite the most horrifying chatterer teeth you've ever seen in your life oh my gosh they're awful like they're worse than that centibite in hellraiser the chatterer one. Oh, totally yeah and that one sticks its fingers in ashley lawrence's mouth so that tells you something um chases emma around um a fully practical surreal dreamland industrial dreamland which has a lot of really cool effects and really cool like characters and motifs yeah so would you recommend this to people i would i absolutely would i think it's a i would too it's really good like um it's kind of a weird mix of like pan's labyrinth and i i don't know it's it's got that like guillermo del toro feel with like a little bit of I know Mad you God. didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember. I couldn't remember if you saw Mad God, but like I watched it and was like, "Pan's Labyrinth meets Mad God meets the Little Talks music video." <laughs> and I was like, Monsters that and is Men. The- yes. <laughs> I don't think I Actually, ever saw that I- video. Oh, it's really good. It's trippy. But uh, the rhino scene in this movie, which I won't spoil, but um, that scene made me think of stuff from the Little Talks music video. And I was like, oh. And so I dug out that album and started listening to it because I forgot it was a thing. Oh, it's been a while since I've listened to the Monsters. Yeah, it's a good album. Um, But would you recommend it, Clayton? I think you said yes. I w- yeah, I would. It's, um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to everyone. This is super art house. And it's not something I would like watch five times a year. But it's super cool and very well done. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. What do you say we get into it? Totally. Alrighty. Um, so it was written and directed by Ryan Stevens Harris, um, with cinematography by Wolfgang Meyer. And some interesting production facts is this movie is fully practical. It's the fully practical work. At least the Dreamland is. I, I think some of the effects might be a little bit, you know. Uh no, there was no CGI was in this. No CGI, yeah. right? No, okay, I was right. No, no, not at all. Yeah, the visual effects were accomplished with simple comps of practical effects and old-school filmmaking trips like prosthetics, puppeteering, and forced perspective with miniatures built to extend most of the white shots. Um, some interesting uh, production facts. Uh, the first draft of the film was actually a silent film without dialogue, which I actually think might work if you were to make this movie kind of yeah it could have worked i'm glad it wasn't a silent film but (laughs) just because that's not a silent film kind of person (laughs) no i'm not (laughs) give me dialogue please (laughs) yes i was gonna say dialogue is usually one of your favorite parts yes um 
And Haven Lee Harris, the lead actress and the daughter of the director, uh, just turned four years old when the short film that the film is based on began. Um, and shooting would last on off and on until her seventh birthday with a large hiatus between shoot dates as money was raised. Crazy. Right. I was going to say, um, this kind of, this is a lesser version of the boyhood movie. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't watched that. I need to. Yeah, it's every time I look go to watch it, I'm like, oh, I need to watch this. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's three hours. I can't too tired. Uh, And Bad Fingers song without you, which you trust me, you know what song it is Um, made Ferris by made famous by Harry Nilsson's cover is featured throughout the film as a tender lullaby that the mother character sings to her daughter. Yeah, it'll get stuck in your head. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I do know it the best from. Bridget Jones's diary when she sings it in character. Not gonna lie, I also was thinking about that when the, this movie ended. I was thinking about Bridget Jones's diary. I can't live. Living is without you. I can't live. Yeah, that song. I can't um, live. I really like the version they used in this, though. It's really pretty oh, and it's haunting. Really pretty. Uh, and actually, in the notes, the director says that the his wife is actually the one who sings. Yeah, um, I saw that. Like the lilting lullabies throughout the film. But yeah, um, uh, going into the cast a little bit, we've got the aforementioned Havenly Harris playing Emma, um, who is great really child good. performance. She, it's a really good performance. Like if she sticks with Hollywood, she could be a big star later. She's got yeah. those big old Anya Taylor Joy eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I was blown away because I'm like, even with like, okay, this is a, she's so little that like, even if they're explaining like, hey, this isn't real, I'm like, this is like, I realize this isn't real, and this is just really terrifying imagery. <laughs> yeah, it's real. And a couple really of those scary. scenes when she's like really breaking down and crying, I'm like, this is impressive. Did her dad just like scare the shit out of her for this shot? But um, yeah. Great, great child performance, and we all know how I hate children. So, yeah, big compliment from me. <laughs> if if Clayton comments or like compliments a child performance, you know it's a good performance. Um, we've got Augie Duke as Sarah, who plays her mother. Um, Brian Davis as Alex, her father. Um, Maria Olsen plays the princess, which the princess is kind of a. I can't tell if the princess was meant to be how sympathetic the princess is meant to be, but I don't want to get too far into that. Yeah, I'm like, uh, that's, uh, yeah. Experience it for yourself and have a thought on it because. Yeah. But I'm leaning towards sympathetic, at least at the point we meet her, maybe not in her whole life. Right. Um, Timothy Lee DePriest plays the groom. Who I'm not gonna lie reminded me a little bit of um oh my gosh what was his name in Hocus Pocus Billy oh my god <laughs> he reminds me of Billy a bit the butcher um, sorry <laughs> <laughs> Billy Butcher Butcherson Butcher uh, yeah Billy remember. Butcherson <laughs> nice Megadoon reference by the way I love that thanks. Um, and we've got Philip E. Walker as the musician, who was really, he was really good too. Everyone in this movie is really giving good performances. Um, and like, it's, I don't know, like they play that perfect line between like whimsical, but also dark, which I think is really cool. 
And Morgana Ignis plays Teeth, which is the villain of the piece. And oh my god, creepy. I'm so proud of you for watching this at, you know, it's midnight, your time. I watched this in the morning because I was like, I can't do this tonight. This imager will give me fucking nightmares. Sweet dreams, Sean. Thank you. I'll enjoy. I'm going to be terrified by teeth, but at least it lets me know I'm still alive. (laughs) Other than all the pain. Yay. (laughs) I love being over 30. (laughs) (laughs) At least now I'm in my 30s, I can hold my drink. Oh my god, this is apparently Bridget Jones' second episode. (laughs) Secret Bridget Jones podcast. (laughs) The first thing you would think of when watching this this movie. A stop motion slash live action steampunk beautiful nightmare, you know? Just mm-hmm. isn't that what you think of when you think of Bridget Jones? Oh, absolutely. Have you seen her wardrobe? <sighs> Some of it is just awful. That <laughs> see through shirt? What the hell is that? <laughs> and her non existent skirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but back to the movie we're talking yes. about. Yes. <laughs> back to Moon Garden. Yes. Um I mean, I, we don't really want to go into it too much because we don't want to give yeah. anything away. But like, this movie has only been out like in L.A. and New York, I believe, at this point. Yeah, very, very limited release. I'm not sure what the release strategy is going forward. I feel like I could see this ending up on Shutter. Um, oh, I could too. Yeah, yeah, like Shutter or Screenbox, something like that. Like, oh, it's just it's really good. Like. The thing I really like about this movie is it it's not just visually stunning, but it is also a, quite an emotional journey, which I think is, I, I love a movie that'll play with your emotions a little bit. You do. <laughs> but, and also I love the fact that they're not like above terrifying this poor little girl because, oh my God. I know. I mean, I'm she like, had to be so terrified at points. Yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> unlike uh, Evil Dead Rise, I was concerned throughout this movie for what was going to happen to this child. And I will not say if it has a happy or sad ending because you need to find that out for yourself. But it was nice to not feel like this kid has plot armor. Right. And that's it, it, you're absolutely right because you you don't know even up until the last moments what's go, ha, what's happening to what's yeah. going to happen to her, um, and I just I mean I love the fact that you go through so uh, one of the things you don't really get to see in movies is like you like uh, in a lot of ways this movie is about the disintegration of like her Paris marriage. And that's not something you often see through the eyes of the child. Like mm-hmm. it's always through the parents or like their bull, like they're seeing through their own eyes. And in this one, you're watching, you know, a little like you're watching a little girl experience, you know, kind of uh, like her parents falling apart. And I think it, that I, I I really enjoyed because it's something you don't really get to see in Hollywood very often, mm-hmm. and in movies, and I I think that was just this was a really good way to do, go through it. And on my end, the thing you don't see in Hollywood that I just really fucking love again, practical effects. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it just works. It works. There was yeah. so much in this that I'm like, I have no idea 
how they accomplished this. No clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't ever like, well, they just slapped this together in a computer somewhere. It's like, no, like they did this. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I really like about it. And you know me, I'm a sucker for practical effects. Like some of my favorite films in the world, like they do not have CGI. (laughs) We all know you love the thing, Sean. (laughs) The thing, the fly, the blob. Um, Lots of us. You name it. I love it. I also love Dracula. The, Ram Stoker's Dracula, the Coppola version, because there's no CGI in that either. Um, it's all done with like old school camera tricks. So mm-hmm. it's that's one of the things I really love is I I will always be you know a proponent for you know for practical effects because they just feel real, like they feel mm-hmm. real, and you don't. It's not an actor acting to a tennis ball on a stick which every time i see one of those like behind the scenes documentaries and I it's know. like somebody acting with like two tennis balls i'm like <sighs> like uh my I mean, favorite you be a good actor <laughs> my favorite behind the scenes thing where the pictures from the live action beating the beast with emma watson dan stevens <laughs> oh and, and he's wearing uh, that green suit and has that has, like still, the while she's head. like has to do this romantic dance sequence and also, Bella petting the wolves in Twilight New Moon. Oh my god, yes. Uh, the <sighs> magic of movies, people. So, yeah, um, I... how horrifying did you find this? Oh, it was absolutely horrifying. Um, it really did give me like a lot of Pan's Labyrinth vibes. Like, mm-hmm. very kind of, you know, like, labyrinthian... <laughs> you know fans labyrinthy um but like not only that but like uh, the monsters that come through it like they did feel uh, very del toro del del torian (laughs) sure sean um (laughs) sure jan (laughs) do not marsha 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 me okay um uh wait yeah no i'd be jan if you were marsha marsha marshing me right no I don't know. Um, I don't watch those. Well, you will. It's on the schedule. Ugh. And you'll <laughs> like it. <laughs> will I, Jan? Sure, Jan. There um, is a sequence see... in this that takes place in a bathroom that would put Saul to shame. <laughs> yeah, it was... <sighs> yeah, that was a little rough. Also, the To watch, design. not like a rough scene in the movie. Like, oh, this isn't good. It was just... Ugh. Uh, yeah it's it's the things they do to this poor little girl yeah she is a such a trooper she's such a trooper like i hope she got all the ice cream for this (laughs) and a college fund (laughs) (laughs) right also i kind of wanted to go through the creature designs because some of these were really like visually stunning like i mean we talked about teeth a little bit but and teeth like i said reminded me a lot of the chatterer center bite from from hellraiser but i also thought the mud witch was really like like and i know this is a very industrial feeling film but like a very kind of industrial like a nine inch nails video kind of feel and was creepy too yeah i mean i loved all the designs and I was just because the trailer doesn't really give a lot away 
which mm-hmm. I loved. So going through this and just experiencing it and all the different things they would throw at me that were just unsettling and beautiful. And I was just like, man, I wish I could still do hallucinogens because this would be either really fun or really terrifying. But, you know, I can't. So I just had to imagine. Great journey, though. Great journey. <laughs> it really is. And I mean, also the three faces and the like knitter, mm-hmm. like the headless the headless knitter, mm-hmm. which are words I never thought I'd put together, but are absolutely terrifying. <laughs> when the princess crawls out of, oh, oh my God. Yeah, ah. no. <laughs> Think happy thoughts, Clayton. Think happy thoughts. You don't want to have nightmares. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to watch this in the morning so I don't, I'm not bothered by this. And now we're recording at night and I'm thinking about it and just getting creeped out again. <laughs> and it make is, my and cat it... sleep with me tonight. Whether he wants to or not. I was going to say, Timmy, run. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one of the things, I, we've talked about a little bit of the darkness, but like, and I know we, we, we did mention Haven, uh, Haven Lee Harris, who is, you know, the the star of this. She really is a bright spot. And I think that's mm-hmm. important is, is like her just her smile like she's just got those giant sh- like she got sh- she looks like a cherub <laughs> like she's got those giant blue eyes and just like the cutest little red hair mm-hmm. and she's just she looks like such a, like just a sweet little girl like a smart you know like a paradigm of innocence yeah and to watch her going through all this and never losing never really losing her hope i think it it's a really it's a really good metaphor for also going through through going through some darkness yeah it's a beautiful story i would love to have gotten a chance to see this on a big screen oh my gosh could you getting a screener and getting to watch it at home is fun and all but yeah this would have been killer to see in a theater absolutely yeah like oof if you're anywhere that you see this showing Oh, I, it's highly recommended. Get to the movies. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's really well done. And it's really beautifully, like, it's a really beautiful story. How often do you get to see a little girl carry a movie so well, <laughs> you know? Not often, Sean. Not often I know. All. I was going to say, <laughs> and ask Clayton, he will tell you how many times it is for him. It is probably like zero. <laughs> i'm like damn i'm not rooting for her to die this is this is something (laughs) what is this feeling so sudden and new um (laughs) oh my god do you have any final thoughts about moon garden i almost called it mad god um (laughs) Um, very wrong movie um Um, i I mean there are similarities (laughs) But yes, uh, very different tones and types of movies. Um, but yeah, final thoughts. And what would you what would you rate this? Um, so I would definitely rate this a four out of five. Um, I, and it, it's one of those I only got to watch it once. I, maybe it'll it'll stick with me a little bit more the more I think about it. Um, so it might go up a little bit more in my in my estimate in my estimations. But um, so. The director said Moon Garden is a true labor of love. And I think you can really feel that in this. You like there's 
the whole movie is just so well done and it's so put together and it feels like everyone in it is kind of given their all and you know like you're following an extremely game little girl you know like whose performance like could make or break this movie and she absolutely makes it and it's just it's a movie that's not made very often anymore and i Mm -mm. i absolutely loved it so for myself I ended up giving this a three and a half out of five just because it's very well done, but it's not something I would necessarily watch very often. Um, just because like it's not a hundred percent my thing and it did make me very uncomfortable. But it was very well made. Like I hope I never lapse into a coma if this is what's in store. This had some of the most upsetting imagery I've ever seen this side of Silent Hill. It was visually stunning, surprisingly moving. I still have no idea how they accomplished half the shots in this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the most creative movie I've seen come along in a good few years. I'm really glad we got the opportunity to watch this. Because I don't know if it's something I would have necessarily you know, just seen if this came to Shutter And I just saw like the blurb about it and i'm just like oh my god this is about a little girl ew (laughs) children but yeah this was a great experience and i would definitely recommend it and again like if you can see this in a theater go do it oh i bet it would be stunning yeah like this is stunning i'm like when this comes out i really hope it comes out like on 4k to really showcase these practical effects even though the thought of seeing that teeth monster in 4k oh my god the teeth through the toilet oh my god (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. i love i feel like you're gonna use this to calibrate your tv <laughs> i don't know <laughs> some things you can only see a few times before you know you're just your soul is ruined uh, <laughs> um but yeah so i am giving it a lot of praise but like just for me personally i ended up with a 3.5 just out of you know personal taste on Letterboxd right now, obviously, this isn't out and wide release, so not a ton of people have seen it, but its current average score is a 3.5. If you want to find us on the socials, we're on you know Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search our, search our podcast name. If you want to follow me and Sean, we're on Twitter and Letterboxd. I'm at just happy to see you, number two, letter C, letter U. Sean, you're at... Murph the Smurf, M-U-R-P-H-T-H-E-S-M-U-R-P-H. And if you want to send us an email about anything, our email is menwholikemenwholikemoviespod at gmail.com. If you like the pod, give us a rate, review. It helps the algorithms a lot. And don't forget to be kind to people out there. The world sucks. Until next time. Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye, everyone.